Greetings. Welcome to a Legacy Drawing Board. This is the podcast that asks and explores if we're designing the legacy we want to leave to those most dear to us and to those whom we will never meet. I'm Ron Fong, your fellow sojourner on this path of discovery and design. Last episode, I talked about incorporating design into your legacy. And again, I'm not an expert on design. Therefore, I want to refer to someone who is an expert. And I talked about Dieter Rams, the influential German industrial designer. And again, many of you may know him if you're familiar with Braun products. Dieter Rams came up with 10 principles of good design that I want to refer to. Now, these refer to products, but I think we can extrapolate and, and use them as a reference point for talking about design in general and using them as specifics for designing our legacy. The 10 principles are that good design is innovative. Number two, makes a product useful, and we'll talk about making your legacy useful. Number three is aesthetic. Number four, makes a product or your legacy understandable. Number five is unobtrusive. Number six is honest. Number seven is long lasting. Number eight is thorough to the last detail. Number nine is environmentally friendly. And number 10 is as little design as possible. Let's talk about the first principle of innovation. We tend to think about innovation mostly with technology, and that is, again, understandable given the fact that Dieter Rams is, a, is an industrial designer. But if you're talking about your legacy and you're starting to give it thought and looking at it differently, then I think you are being innovative. So that's a great start. And let's take a look at your legacy in the workplace. Understand that your work is not your entire life, but for many of us, it is a big part of our lives. And we do leave our legacies at work as well as at home. And I think how we interact with other people, our colleagues, does define our legacy. And we will remember people based on their work to a certain extent. So one of the things is now looking at Dieter Rams is that, are you being innovative at work? And I think we have all experienced uh, people who subscribe to a culture of no. We have colleagues, coworkers. When we ask, the default is no, I can't do that. And that's even before we even finish our request. Or we know that that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be just a flat out no. So one of the things is that do you want that to be part of your legacy? Do you want to perpetuate that? Or if you're going to be innovative. And that's not to say that you're going to have a solution with every ask. But at least you're going to be different than what the norm is. If, if you are working in a place or a cult where you know, it's a culture of no. So one of the things is that before even answering is that sometimes you could get or just move closer to something. And instead of saying no, can you start substituting or innovating with what about, what if, can we? And at least that keeps the conversation going and that lets people know that you're engaged. That lets people know that you know that they are in a situation where they're seeking your help you understand that and you want to be helpful. And at the same time, you want to say, I don't want to have my legacy at work as being the guy who's just basically going to be saying no all the time. 
And one of the things then is that will you be get will your legacy be that that instead of being one who shuts doors, will you be one who's be building bridges? And I think that ties in nicely to the second principle is about being useful. And again, about being useful, similar to about being innovative, it's about asking questions. I think we all want to be useful, but at the same time, maybe we go about it uh, perhaps with in a way that's not purposeful, intentional, or getting back to design. So let's take the situation where offering condolences. And I think that's a common situation where when people come across bad news or are going through a really difficult time, reflexively, instinctively, we're going to almost blurt out, I'm sorry, when they tell us about things. And that's the thing, though, is that are, are we being useful at that time? And that's not to, again, be dismissive about offering condolences. But that time that person is grieving and we know and notice here that by you saying, I'm sorry, you start out with you as opposed to that person. And at that point is that are you kind of almost stepping in their shoes at first? And one of the things is, again, I'll, I'll take an example of perhaps, let's say, a, uh, a, a friend uh, who has had to put their dog down. And again, that's if you're you know, a fellow dog lover, it's heart wrenching and you know how difficult it can be if you've gone through it yourself. So a friend tells you that they had to put their dog down and then, you know, like most people will say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But let's go ahead and be useful and design our response. One of the things is then to understand that individual. And you could begin by saying, I know you had your dog for 10 years. That's a, that's a long time to be with anyone or, you know, especially a pet. And I know how much your dog meant to you. I know that you talked about your dog a great deal. You had your dog on your screensaver and you just beamed every time you talked about dog. And I know that the, your dog is part of your life, was part of your life. You would wake up to your dog or you would go home to your dog. And now that part of your life is going to be, it's missing. There, there's a void there. And that void is going to be painful. And I know you had to make a very difficult decision in terms of putting him down because he was suffering. So I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that you had to make that difficult decision. And again, you're offering condolences. And I'm, I'm saying that by offering condolences, you are being useful and you're being there, for, uh, being present for your friend, you're being useful. But now is that with design, you're gonna hit the pause button and say, all right, here's a tough situation. And instead of jumping in with, I'm sorry, you're gonna acknowledge that other person because that's the person who's going through the pain right now. And you're gonna say, I acknowledge you. I, I see how how hurtful it is right now for you. And that builds, again, a bridge similar to being innovative, or we talked about before, about building bridges, connecting with people to show that you want to be useful as opposed to imposing what you think is useful. So I think as we talk about our legacies, um, it'll be, I, I think that starting off with these two principles can be helpful in terms of design. One is, again, are you thinking about your legacy in, first off, thinking about it all together? And two, are you starting to think about it in new ways? And now is that we 
we being aware, being cognizant that our legacy is meant to send a message, is to be an envoy, uh, again from a Latin word legatos, which means to send a messenger. What is the message that you want your legacy to send? Is it that you want to be available to people, that you want to touch them in a positive manner, that you want to be aware of your surroundings, and the fact is that the focus is not on you, but is on the individual or the individual that you're interacting with. So I think that you know, starting off with these principles of what good design, I think we could start on a, a road together of building our legacies with meaning and intention. Now for me is that design makes intelligence practical and accessible. So you're giving forethought to something and it's gonna be useful and applicable, something that people can actually they come away with with a sense that wow that was um, that was helpful or we can move forward, and again, whether your legacy you're thinking about your legacy in the workplace and working with colleagues and moving beyond no, or in those situations when you have to comfort a grieving friend, and again the idea that I'm going to start designing my words, my deeds, uh, my uh, my action, my thoughts because I want to send a specific message. Uh, for the next episode, we'll continue with uh, Dieter Ram's uh, Principles of Good Design. Look at principles uh, three and four, which is number three is talks about aesthetics. And number four is talking about making a product, or again, in this case, your legacy understandable. I uh, want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope, again, this is of some inspiration to you and I welcome uh, any thoughts, comments uh, about how you're going about designing your legacy and whether or not these principles are starting to make sense and you're incorporating them. So please send me your comments, critiques to rfong at truenorthshepherding.com and uh, I will re respond. I will, if get permission, perhaps share them on, a, on the next uh, or a future episodes of the podcast. So until next time, uh, please take care of yourself and please give your legacy the attention it deserves because we will all benefit from it.